RushOrderTees.com has been Philadelphia's number one custom apparel company since 2002. Whether you need one or a thousand shirts, Rush Order Tees can handle any order on any deadline. Start designing online today in their online design studio or give them a call at 1-800-620-1233. That's RushOrderTees.com, Philadelphia's home for custom apparel. Thanks for joining our latest 76 Capital Leadership Series, and we've got a great one today. We're going to be talking baseball. Uh, it's beautiful outside, as you can see from behind me, and what a better, why wouldn't we talk baseball right now? I mean, it's, it's really amazing. So we've got Jimmy Buffy, the CEO um, and co-founder of, you know, Re, um, I mean, I, I look, this is going to be incredible. we got Jimmy Buffy, the CEO of Reboot, um, and Reboot Motion is a company that you really need to get to know. Uh, we're gonna, it's gonna talk about that. We're gonna talk about all the things that he has going on. You can follow Jimmy at James, James H. Buffy on Twitter. We'll talk about that as we, as we get into it. Uh, but I mean, again, everything that we do on our 76 Capital Leadership Series is all about bringing you the, the latest and greatest things that are happening in and around the world of sports. The things that are that are new, that are innovative, that are trying to people that are trying to really move things to the next next level, and that's what Jimmy and his team at Reboot Motion are doing. We also have a special guest uh, who will be joining us is CJ Handron. CJ is the CEO of um, Diamond Kinetics. Diamond Kinetics is one of our portfolio companies at Seventy Six Capital. Uh, CJ, this is his second appearance on our 76 capital leadership series and they have a partnership with reboot motion and we'll be talking about that and among other things so again what we're all about at the 76 capital leadership series is trying to bring together people who want to do big things we want to be able to find the entrepreneurs who are doing the next things executives at big at teams and leagues we want to bring things together and just bring together all the smartest minds around trying to do the next next thing in sports so you can find out all about all the things that we do at 76 capital on our linkedin channel facebook twitter instagram as well as subscribing to our youtube channel which has all of the 76 capital leadership series um, across um, across all the things that we've done and all the different shows and different whether it's an athlete an executive um, you, we've got them. The entrepreneurial stories that we have are amazing. And, uh, you know, tune in to to listen to and watch all the things that we have on our YouTube channel. So let's get going here on our 76 Capital Leadership Series. And let's bring on our guest, Jimmy Buffy. Jimmy is, again, the CEO of Reboot Motion, a sports science company that is really all about trying to bring together athlete, coaches, you know, academia and just trying to bring all the great things around, um, you know, trying to do the best thing that you can around baseball. So as well as other sports in the future. So, Jimmy, welcome to the Seventies Capital Leadership Series. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me, Wayne. This is exciting. Uh, really exciting. Oh, excited to have you as well. I'm excited about the conversation. And we, um, you know, I'd love to, you know, you know, sort of dive in, um, you know, just a little bit at the, at the beginning here is because we have our uh, special guest coming on. We have yeah, Cedric right. coming on as well. And I really am excited to bring him on and talk about the things that you guys are doing together and just talk about the future of baseball and technology. Yeah. But, you know, before we get to that, love to hear your story, where you grew up um, mm -hmm. and 
Were you a baseball player? Were you play other sports? Love to hear your story. Yeah, sure. Um, where to begin? It starts pretty early, actually. I grew up playing a lot of baseball. I loved uh, pitching in particular. The only thing was I couldn't throw very hard. Uh, even like going back to when I was like eight or nine or 10, I couldn't throw very hard. So even like that far back in my life, I was pretty obsessed with trying to figure out how to throw harder, how to have better mechanics. So I would read these pitching books by Tom House. And I was always fascinated by this whole thing, even from when I was like 12 years old. Um, so I think that sort of laid the groundwork for where I am today. <laughs> I mean, it's funny how related it actually is. So did you throw footballs like Tom House? As a, as a kid? Footballs, baseballs, all the balls. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, you know, you, you're pretty amazing. I mean, you, um, you, know, you, you were a mechanical engineer at Notre Dame. Mm -hmm. um, and was that when, when you were there, was that were you thinking about what you were going to do or that was just something that you were just interested in at the time? Yeah, I mean, I've always been kind of like a math and science person. And I always found mechanical things really, really interesting. Um, I didn't know that sports biomechanics or even like human body biomechanics could be a thing when I first started at Notre Dame. So I actually originally thought I was gonna work on airplanes and airplane engines and things like that. So, um, you know, at Notre Dame, the uh, mechanical and aerospace engineering departments are actually combined. Um, and then you specialize like your last year, but I had a lot of aerodynamics a lot of mechanical engineering, actually, like even the aerodynamics ended up really helping me in my baseball career. Because when I first started, um, I started looking at ball flight information and ball flight data. So that became a big part of what I started studying. Um, and little did I know, you know, all those aerodynamics classes came in handy because I could understand the drag on the ball, the vertical break on a ball, all of that stuff. So it actually kind of came together. Um, but it wasn't until maybe my senior year of college. So I had an internship at GE Aviation in Lynn, Massachusetts, working on airplane engine stuff. And while the internship was awesome, I don't know, it just wasn't quite exactly what I wanted to do. And then I just started thinking about it. And I was like, well, you know, I find the human body fascinating. So my senior year, I decided, you know what, I want to try to go to grad school doing um, biomechanics. So understanding the human body. Uh, but still, I didn't know that I was going to do sports biomechanics, actually. So I started out in grad school studying prosthetic hands. So I started out doing computer simulations where I was looking at the muscles of the forearm for people that lose their hand at the wrist. And I was trying to figure out how you can control prosthetic hands by, you know, putting sensors in these muscles. And it was at that time that I started doing all this research and I came across baseball research where it was like, this is how these muscles could protect the elbow when you pitch. And that's when it all came together. It wasn't until like two years into my PhD when I was like, oh, this is a cool area of study. Um, this could be how I put it all together, which is mechanical engineering, the human body, sports, all the above. And kind of the funny thing at the time was when I was talking to my advisor about switching the path of my PhD, she was like, you know, you can do it. I just have no idea if you're going to be able to get a job doing it. <laughs> so, yeah, turns out that was a whole journey in and of itself. And that was at Northwestern where you got Yeah. Yeah. And so you're, you were at Northwestern. You, you decide that you're going to sort of switch over. Your advisor is not really sure what you're doing. Um, <laughs> can you even get can you even get a job in this world? Is, does this even matter? 
Um, and then, and then, so what? What happened after Northwestern? Where'd you where, Where'd you go next? Uh, well, the journey started, you know, kind of happened while I was at Northwestern. Um, yeah, so I switched my PhD topic, and uh, and it was kind of like from that point forward, it was kind of like forging my own path. Um, the sort of the like stroke of luck or opportunity meets you know, taking advantage of that opportunity. I published a research paper that was about the muscles of the forearm and how they protect your elbow when you pitch. And thankfully that actually got a little bit of publicity, um, which led to, um, you know, there's a few different things that led to this, but Kyle Bodie from Driveline ended up, ended up reaching out to me. This was back in like 2013 or 2014, you know, so credit to him for like recognizing research and like being on top of research. So that was kind of my entrance into the baseball world or the pro baseball world, because Kyle was like, hey, do you want to write some articles for the blog, consult for us for a little while? And that sort of like got my career started in this world. I was still doing my Ph.D. Um, and then as my Ph.D. was finishing, I was trying to decide, you know, what do I want to do next? I could have, you know, I, I thought about going to Driveline as a full-time employee, but then through a few different circumstances, um, the Dodgers and a few other teams ended up reaching out to me, really uh, off the back of that Driveline article and a connection through my friend, Megan Schroeder. So Megan was actually getting her PhD with me uh, at Northwestern, and the Dodgers hired her first. And so... Uh, it was kind of funny when they when they hired Megan and then they they found out about me. They asked Megan, "Do we need two of you?" And Megan was like, "Well, I guess." <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that was a really interesting time when via like Driveline and the Dodgers and a few other teams making that decision was a very difficult decision. But in the end, getting to work with Doug Fearing and Megan Schroeder and other awesome people on the team, um, yeah, it it ended up just feeling like the right thing to do at the time was going to the Dodgers. Wow. That's, that's, that's amazing. And, and, you know, I, we're here on our 76 capital leadership series with yeah. Jimmy Buffy, you know, really excited to have you um, on the show. Um, you know, you could follow Jimmy at James H Buffy um, on Twitter. Um, you, if you want to hear sort of how, you know, his, you know, we'll, we'll get into this, Jimmy, sort of your overall goal. Yeah. You want to allow athletes to minimize injury, you know, the whole risk of injury by pushing their limits, right? And being able mm -hmm. to do the best that they can. You got to follow Jimmy. You got to follow Reboot, Reboot Motion and what he's doing over there with, um, you know, it's your and your partner, Evan, you know, Evan Demchek, what yeah. he's doing over there. And uh, it's am amazing. So we're, you're, we're at the part of your story right now where you're at the, at the uh, LA Dodgers and, what was it like working for a major league baseball team um, as, you know, as, as, you know, the Dodgers are definitely sort of forward thinking, but, you know, being around, you know, all these guys, what was it, what was that like? Oh man, it was, it was super cool. I, it, you know, I, from when I was little, I had thought about what it would be like to be, you know, a GM of a baseball team working for a pro baseball team. And it was super cool. I mean, I super, you know, I, I, I super vividly remember like my first time at spring training and kind of like bumping into Justin Turner in the lunchroom and Clayton Kershaw in the lunchroom. And like, wow, I'm in the same room as these guys. And it's just like an everyday occurrence. <laughs> so uh, in the dugout with them or whatever, that yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And there's Megan uh, right next to me. And that was, it was really cool. It was nice to be able to 
sort of share the experience with Megan as well. We kind of, you know, led the Dodgers exploration into this biomechanics space together. And it was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I was just really, it was really cool. It, I, I felt super honored, super privileged to be able to do it. And I think it really, really shaped and helped me get to where I am now. And I think it'll help make Reboot Motion that much better. And, you know, I, that Dodger time was invaluable. I wouldn't trade it for the world. I mean, being with the Dodgers and, you know, there was around the time when, you know, there's, you know, the, the idea of, you know, there was the, there was the money ball piece of things, right. Which was the, with the A's. Right. And then you have the, you know, this, this world of weight, we can actually, um, it's more than just what meets the eye, just go lift some weights and get strong and throw more. I mean, there's more to it. Why, why did the Dodgers, you know, why were they so leaned in on, on, on this idea of, of, you know, kind of, you know, what you do, why, why were they into that? Yeah, I think, um, you know, it, it, it wasn't a super new thing when I was finishing my PhD back in like 2014, 2015, you know, and by the thing that I'm talking about is biomechanics. It wasn't super new, but I think people up to that point hadn't really harnessed how to use it to make players better, to reduce injury risk, to improve performance. Um, but I feel, you know, the Dodgers and especially Doug, they recognize the potential. Um, so they just, yeah, I mean, and thankfully too, the Dodgers, as we all know, they have a, plenty of resources. So they were like, well, why don't we use our resources to like explore a field where we're confident, you know, positive things can happen. And it just seems like no one has really harnessed it yet. So why can't we be one of the first to harness it and it being biomechanics? So what are some, what's what, what maybe one story that you can share with us that, you know, things that, that you did that say a, a Clayton Kershaw or, um, you know, one of the other pitchers on the team that, that they, they actually may have, did they change something they did within their motion or was it something that they were able to strengthen their, their arm more because of something that you did around biomechanics? Is there, some, is there like a specific story that you could share yeah, unfortunately, a lot of that stuff is confidential information. But I think that there's one there's one story in particular where it's already been made public. So I think it's okay now if I if I if I just rehash that story. Um, so one of the coolest things, I mean, there's plenty of cool things about being at the Dodgers. But one of my favorite things, I think, was being heavily involved in player development. You know, I spent a lot of time on the minor league side of our spring training complex, getting to know a lot of the minor leaguers, really trying to make an impact when they were first beginning uh, their professional career. And yeah, yeah, one story that I think is cool that I can share, like I said, because it's, it's already been been made public, is uh, the story of Tony, Tony Gonsolin. So Tony Gonsolin was drafted by the Dodgers. I don't, I don't remember the specific year, but as a two-way player, an outfielder, pitcher, wasn't throwing super hard, was nowhere near a top prospect. Um, but then me, along with a lot of other people, designed a velocity development program, you know, using weighted baseballs and, you know, leveraging the medical staff and the strength staff and the pitching coaches to just, you know, develop velocity in, in pitchers and help them perform better. And Tony Gonsolin was one of you know, the early participants in a program. And like I said, he was throwing like 91 miles an hour when he started the program. 
Uh, by the end of it, he had gained a few miles an hour. And by the end of that season, he actually touched 100 miles an hour. And he went from a nobody to actually being a prospect. And now this year, it started last year. He got called up to the big leagues. And this year, he's actually um, yeah, making an, an impact on the big league staff. And, you know, it, it wasn't obviously it wasn't just me, but, um, you know, the the analyses and the uh, designing of the programs and collaboration with the medical staff, the strength staff and the coaches. It, it, I think this is this is a really good example of what happens if you um, combine good data and good training methods with good coaches. And then you, you know, you help don Tony Gonsolin go from 91 to throwing 100 and making it to the big leagues. And that's the dream. That's amazing. It wasn't. It wasn't just the hair. I don't think so. <laughs> uh, that's amazing. That's 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 awesome. That's awesome. Well, we always have. We always can rely on James pulling up amazing pictures yeah. in the background. They, you know, and uh, James Santor, our chief of staff as well as producer of our show here, does a great job uh, every in all of our Seven Six Capital Leadership Series. So if you're just listening. You got to watch these shows as well because we got some great graphics and great pictures in the background. Um, you know, I think it's a, this is a perfect time in in, in Jimmy's story to to bring on our, our special guest. Uh, this is CJ Handron, the uh, CEO of, of Diamond Kinetics. CJ, welcome to our welcome back to our Seventy Six Capital Leadership Series. Thanks, Wayne. Hey, Jimmy, good to see you. Hey, CJ. Well, I know you guys have a, a special relationship and know each other well, and I thought it would be great for you to, to, to be, you know, to, to be on the show as well, CJ. And, you know, we're talking about the Dodgers and the, and of course, the, the LA Dodgers have a really important um, uh, part of what you're doing at, at Diamond Kinetics as well. I mean, along with 76 Capital, the, the LA Dodgers and their, their venture capital fund, Elysian Park, is, a, is, a, is an investor with, with Cole Van Nice and the team over there. And as well as just there's, you know, so many, so many other angles. And, and most recently, there's something else that you guys are also doing with the Dodgers. Yeah, yeah, good timing. We actually just announced this today. Uh, so we're, we're rolling out a, a broad partnership with the with the Dodgers Training Academy and EL1 Sports that, you know, is kind of building out that model. And so uh, really excited to be doing some 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 really interesting stuff in that kind of convergence between you know physical training and instruction in facility and kind of virtual and digital especially in the sort of world that we're uh continuing to sort of find our way through right now so yeah we, we have lots of different uh crossovers and paths here as it relates to the dodgers and you know our relationship with jimmy uh you know goes back to those days as well so it, it's been been really exciting now that uh you know he's out and 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 it started reboot with Evan uh, to, to be able to partner together in a more formal way. Yeah, it's it's really exciting to, for that, and and I that's one of the things we want, I wanted to get in right now into with with Jimmy. We were you know just leaving the Dodgers um, world, and then he was going into getting into the entrepreneurial world, which is which is your world, CJ. And so, Jimmy, you know what what made you take the leap? Was it was it all CJ? You know, was it just all his great advice? <laughs> I I mean. Uh, <laughs> You know, I, so when I started at the Dodgers, like, like I mentioned, um, my friend Megan and I were sort of tasked with building out the biomechanics and, you know, that involved um, uh, that, that involved getting, a, you know, looking at a lot of different technologies, and which is which is actually how which led us to Diamond Kinetics. And it was actually really cool. Like the first time that I met CJ and the team and start to learn what it was all about and see like, oh, a sports tech company. You know, really good people, really good engineers. Like, ah, this seems like something, something that could be attractive to do at some point in the future. And also, too, I've always, 
you know, I've always wanted to really make a bigger impact on the world. And the Dodgers, that was awesome. That was super cool. But at the end of the day, I was just impacting. I mean, it was a lot of people. It was, you know, however, 100 or whatever pitchers in the Dodgers, the total Dodgers system. But at the same time, it was still contained in the Dodgers ecosystem. And I really wanted to make an impact beyond that. Like even going back to my PhD days, you know, I tried unsuccessfully to get a research grant studying injuries in Little League pitchers. Um, the NIH thought that uh, solving the problem of cancer was a little bit more important. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so I, I realized it was going to be hard to do, you know, like sports related injury research in the public realm, you know, because understandably the NIH has bigger fish to fry. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's what led to it. it. It was like really like seeing cool startups like CJ, like Diamond Kinetics. I mean, they're beyond the startup phase now, um, well beyond the startup phase. But uh, seeing cool startups like that and also the desire to make a bigger impact on the world was what led me to leave the Dodgers and start Reboot to try to impact, you know, a lot more people in a lot more areas, and not just Major League Baseball. So what, what are some of the, the first things that you decided to, to, to tackle when you went over to, you know, when you, when you started Reboot? Well, the first step was figuring out what the product was going to be. I mean, broadly speaking, you know, I'm biomechanics is my thing. And what I mean by that is analyzing how somebody moves and then using that analysis to make them better and to more specifically define better, I mean, you know, throw harder and get injured less. So that's really like that, broadly speaking, that is what we do. We analyze movement so that you can move more efficiently and transfer more energy and momentum to the baseball and less to the ligaments that could get injured. Um, but yeah, so we, then we needed to define the, the product and that was a little bit of an exploration. Um, one of the first things that we tried was we tried to implement computer vision on our own. We tried to find you know, an, an algorithm that could get biomechanics from an iPhone video. And you know, we implemented a prototype and it was okay, but I'm not a software developer by trade, I'm, I'm an analyst. And that was uh, when I was like, CJ, hey <laughs> CJ, <laughs> what do you think? Uh, so that, you know, that was when, when I first, like I flew to Pittsburgh and I talked to CJ, you know, this is when we first discussed this idea. And I think it was clear to all of us that um, iPhone based uh, biomechanics was about to take off. And we just, you know, we were like, how can we, how can we get in on that and leverage, you know, our expertise in the biomechanics and then diamond kinetics expertise in a lot of different things, you know, building awesome apps, you know, they're doing the computer vision, uh, the distribution, so many different things. And that's sort of how the, the partnership was born. So I think maybe, you know, either either CJ or Jimmy can, can jump in on this question. I mean, so maybe James, if you throw that picture back up on the screen again, or, or one of the pictures, yeah, that'd be great. Just what what does it mean? So when you see these, you know, the, the different lines, you know, the green lines on the player, you know, what what are you what are you measuring here? And what are you looking for? Um, yeah, so this starts with um, video. And what we're really trying to do is understand how this pitcher is moving. And really, when I say understand how this pitcher is moving, 
what I mean is understand how this pitcher is transferring energy and momentum from the ground through his body and to the baseball, because ultimately that's the problem that we're trying to solve is how to get all of that energy and momentum to the ball. And you know that in doing so, there are a few steps there. It starts with the raw video, and then we have a computer vision algorithm, which is what you know DK, DK is has developed and is continuing to develop. And what that does is it uses artificial intelligence, machine learning principles, so that these algorithms can recognize key points on the body just from the video. And once you recognize these key points, now you can reconstruct the skeleton. And once you have the skeleton reconstructed, that's where Reboot Motion comes in. Because once we have a skeleton, we know how to analyze that skeleton and figure out how to make the movement of that skeleton more efficient. So that's really what it boils down to, is how do we make the movement of that skeleton more efficient, such that we are transferring more energy and momentum to the baseball, to the softball, to the barrel of the bat, which leads to you know higher pitching velocity, higher exit ball velocity, um, less injury because you know the more of the energy momentum is going where you want it to go and that's really kind of the the crux of what it boils down to so so cj how do we how do you actually get that information from you know once you once jimmy gets the skeleton and what he needs how do you get that information actually to the to the youth player or the high school player or college or even pro player yeah you know this is what is so interesting about this whole area for us, right? So so we've been um, doing work in this area and very interested in it for a long time because we believe, you know, obviously with what we do with our core sensor technology, we can track how the bat moves, we can track the ball, uh, but we can't track the body, right? And, and so we can interpret certain things out of sensor data or ball data that can give us some clues. Uh, but we've always been really interested in this. The challenge has been that the ability to actually do this in any kind of cost-effective or, you know, portable way um, just really hasn't been there. And so um, you combine that then with, um, you know, kind of going back to the beginning of this with Jimmy as he was starting Reboot, you know, the the moment for me in this, like, I, you know, we, we've known Jimmy for a long time, right? And, you know, 76 Capital's got a uh, you know, a, a tagline and a thesis that you live by, which is, you know, you, you invest in smart and nice entrepreneurs who are going to change the world, right? So we have a similar approach in terms of how we, the people that we want to work with, right? And and so we already had a history. We knew, we know Jimmy as a person and we felt really good and, and we felt really good about, you know, his philosophy and approach to how you think about biomechanics, because I think that's really important. And we needed that to line up with you know, the, the call them the, the smart people on my side of the fence, uh, you know, who build all these things out. And Jimmy sent me a, a prototype sample of a, of a golf report that he had done. And um, what I liked about it so much was the simplicity of how he was drilling the information down, right? Because one of the things that you have to be careful with here is you have to have something that people can interpret and they can understand and they can they can apply. And so ultimately what ends up happening here is, you know, inside of the Diamond Kinetics app. So uh, this will will first start as a pitching application, but uh, we don't think hitting will be too far behind that. Uh, you'll be able to, to fire up this capability, uh, take videos. It will it'll grab those and clip them and process them kind of in the background in real time. You won't have to do any real work on that. Uh, and sort of all the magic happens behind the scenes where we're able to get that information provided into the reboot engine, uh, which can then very quickly be able to process that and 
provide that then to you in a very digestible assessment. And so we can effectively give you an understanding of how well you move and where the areas are that you can improve. Um, that will ultimately then couple together with instructional content and programs from other partners, uh, ways that you can make that very actionable. Um, and so we're really excited about it because it is, it's right there in your pocket. Uh, it doesn't require a sensor, uh, but what then gets us really excited is when you do in fact have a ball or a, a swing tracker sensor, and we effectively kind of fuse those data sets together, uh, we have a very comprehensive uh, story uh, from a data perspective that we can utilize to give you really personalized, really individual feedback and recommendations. Uh, and so it will be the, you know, it'll be a download point, click, shoot and go uh, kind of thing that all happens right there uh, inside of our, our mobile applications. That's a, that's amazing. And Jimmy, you know, you were saying earlier and, you know, on, you know, that you were really wanted to be able to do more than just, and I say in quotes, because pretty much, look, anybody would love to just work, just work with the Dodgers mm -hmm. uh, or work with any major league baseball team. Course, but, you know, yeah. but the idea to really be able to do this more. So a, let's say a 12 year old kid, you know, who, you know, is a really wants to improve their pitching. Right, mm -hmm. just like me when I was twelve years old. <laughs> this is what I wish I had. <laughs> so, 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 walk me through what that experience would be like. You know, when when this all comes together uh, for that for the kid, for the parent, um, or the coach. Um, for, you know, how how will this? You know, how how magical will this be? <laughs> You want to go for the go for it, CJ? Or you yeah, want to go? yeah, no, I'll you you can uh, you can you can fill in here. Uh, you know, with some of the some of the science behind this too. Um, you know, what we want to do here, Wayne, is have something that is, um, has very few limitations. It's very easy. You pull it out of your pocket. You can film from, you know, your arm on the fence while you're in the bullpen warming up. Uh, and we process that uh, and then have the ability to give you feedback on what the big parts of your body are doing, right? And so one of the things that we've really been focused on is, you know, is focusing on the, the, the big movements, right? Like how your the sequences that your body moves, uh, the positions that your arms are getting into, the position that your elbow gets into. Um, and that really applies all the way down to the, the, the basics of learning to pitch, right? So this is the kind of thing that, you know, we believe has um, real impact and value, you know, at, at literally every single level. I'm coaching my son's seven-year-old team right now, right? And, and they're learning how to throw. We're not even talking about pitching. This is coach pitch. They're learning how to throw, but this goes all the way down to the basics of how your body moves and how you throw. Uh, and so that's our goal with this, right? Is that whether you are the player, just kind of pulling it out and handing it to a, a teammate or a coach and saying, hey, film these next 10 pitches, whether you're a parent doing it in the backyard with the kid, um, whether you're a coach, and you're going to film it for every kid on your team as, you know, they come through, you know, and, and throw 10, 15, 20 pitches, or you're just going to, you know, film their bullpen or film them, you know, as they pitch in the game. We want to be able to give you, you know, very unique to you personalized information. And, you know, our goal here is we have to do this. And, I, you know, I've, I've, I've joked a little bit, I think, with Jimmy in, in various different points in this, right? And, and, you know, my team goes kind of crazy on this sometimes. I'm like, we're, we're really not allowed to use any of the biomechanics words, right? So you've got to do this in a way that isn't intimidating, that people can kind of see it with pictures and images. And I think that's what's, you know, really interesting here is like, we're going to show it to you in the video. You'll scrub through the video and see what we mean. 
Um, you know, and I don't know that there's officially one somewhere, but uh, there's basically a blacklist of words that are like, hey, we can't we can't say that word because it's, you know, people are going to have a hard time, you know, kind of wrapping their head around it. So we really want to do this as much as we can with uh, plain language, simple numbers, uh, lots of visuals, whether those are still images or the video of yourself so that you can really understand it and then tie that together with, hey, if you're now at this stage and you want to try to, you know, I'll let Jimmy give an example for, yeah. you know, of, of uh, you know, how your lead arm matches up with your throwing arm, like, will then serve up some opportunities for you to, to have some instructional content to be able to utilize and make some improvements. Yeah. And, and I want to add too, like, I think that was a big part of what I learned at the Dodgers and also why I value um, collaboration with coaches so much because exactly what what CJ was talking about. You know, when I got out of my PhD, I had big plans on generating these analyses and uh, giving them to the coaches and making a huge impact. But when I first started and I would put a bunch of numbers in front of the coaches and use like this joint angle and that joint angle, they would look at me like, I have no idea what you're talking about. And I'd be like, I don't know. And so that's, so that's, and also too, I, even like, even one step further than that is like when, especially when I try to talk to a pitcher who's also trying to pitch, <laughs> they're like, dude, I don't want to know what a joint angle is. Like, don't talk to me about joint angles. <laughs> um, so that is, I think, a big part of what I hope and what I believe sets what we do at Reboot Motion apart. Is that there are a lot of people who are good at biomechanics. You know, it's it's a, it's it's exploding. You know, the uh, this you know this biomechanics society for professional baseball just launched like it's exploding but i i believe what sets us apart is how we collaborate and empower like the coaches to use the information and you know everyone talks about making it actionable i mean that's like really our our core principle is like empowering the coach and planning your next corporate event or need branding apparel for your business RushOrderTees.com is Philadelphia's home for custom apparel. Rush Order Tees can handle any order on any deadline. Give them a call today at 1-800-620-1233 or start designing online in their state-of-the-art design studio at RushOrderTees.com. Collaborating with the coach to design metrics and visuals that they can actually use. Yeah, this is this is awesome. This is really excited to have both of you on our Seven Seas Capital Leadership Series. We have Jimmy Buffy, the CEO of Reboot Motion, as well as CJ Andron, the CEO of Diamond Kinetics, and they are both working together on some some projects. There sounds like you guys are sort of mentoring each other, both back and forth, um, you know, in, in your businesses. And it's it's really great to great to have both of you on the show. And I think you know, just going back to what you're saying, like making it actionable, making it actually in a sense where there's actually something that you know someone can can take you mm -hmm. know right from it and be able to move move forward. So like you know I'm trying to just just think about you know back from going back into my you know my days of playing right. I mean a lot of times the you know pitching coach would say keep your you know keep your you know body closed and before you open and don't open too early and this and that and your arm should come through and you know how do you, how do you explain all of that and and sort of give you put you in a situation where you're not hurting yourself but also at the same time you're able to get you know more velocity and more power behind your your pitch 
Um, yeah, I, I mean, I think it's so, you know, you mentioned like staying closed and all of these things. Um, what I really try to do and what we try to do at, at Reboot Motion is actually sort of match up the things that the coaches are, all, are already saying and doing well with actual like physics based metrics. Um, you know, because I mean, that was like the coolest thing is as I've been analyzing biomechanics and learning, like a lot of things that coaches say actually like they're, you know, I mean, I don't want to say actually because you expect them to be right, but some people might expect them to be wrong. I mean, I don't know. It's all over the map. But a lot of these things, like when you analyze the physics, you're like, oh, that's what they mean. That's the physics concept that matches the, what the coach is saying right there. So really what we're trying to do is like help the coach just be a little bit more targeted. You know, like I know this is a thing that you say, well, here, like this pitcher could actually really, you know, benefit from you saying that. Um, I think so, um, so, so Jimmy, like to that yeah. point, what are one of the, what's like one thing that you could sort of say like that, or, or just one of the things that, that it actually really could um, as an example to share with, with everybody here. Yeah. So I, I think like one of the more straightforward examples and, and one of our, um, inaugural metrics in in the DK app. I, I believe it's still in development. I don't want to I don't want to commit to anything too strongly just yet because it's still in development. But we have this um, this principle of you know like how high are you like lifting your lead arm when you're reaching out to pull down and pitch, and the idea is you're trying to create energy and momentum around your body in a certain direction, and really it's all about having all of those directions line up. And so it's really simple. Like if you are, if your lead arm is reaching too low, it's not lining up with how high your pitching arm is. So the idea is, you know, if, if you're reaching too low, actually like reach a little bit higher before you pull down. Or if you're reaching too high, like reach a little bit lower. And coaches are already, you know, talking about what do we do with their lead arm? Like where do they reach? Where do they pull? And now it's really like, here's an actual number that we can measure that can give you uh, information about what is actually going on with that thing that you're already starting to talk about. Yeah, that's, that's, that's amazing. I mean, to be able to share that with, you know, with young kids, right. And as, as and CJ, as you're saying, like when they're first learning to throw, um, the right way to throw and also not only the right way, but you're also, you know, you're, you're setting these, you know, these kids up for, for success. And, and that's something that, you know, very few, at least, in, in, unfortunately, in, in my baseball career, you know, never didn't really have a lot of coaches that were able to to really teach that. Um, it was had to do a lot on your own. Um, I, I think that's the power of this, right? Is that like uh, you know you've got, and you look at like where where Jimmy started with all this, so right? at the at the highest level of the game, uh, the learning of how to use the information is happening, and then you know the powerful piece of this becomes you know our ability to help bring that and distribute it and give access to it to kind of everybody everywhere, right? Because that's that's always been one of the challenges and disconnects. And so that's probably as, as much as anything, like what we're most excited about here is that you've got this ability, you know, whether that is, you know, helping further inform a coach, but even going a step further down, if it's just, you know, a player and a parent or a coach who's learning it themselves at the same time, you know, our goal would be that what we put together here in this application 
um, can stand on its own two feet, right? And help you out there in whatever of those buckets that you're in uh, and do it in a fairly simple way and a repeatable way uh, that doesn't have you in a lab and doesn't have you requiring, you know, equipment that you don't have, um, but also doesn't provide you so much information that you're paralyzed with it, right? And, and, and that's, again, why we're so enthusiastic about working with Jimmy and with Reboot, uh, because if anything, right, I mean, we, we're, you know, we've learned lessons along the way and, and we are definitely sort of helping each other, you know, just sort of band together, you know, arm in arm kind of stuff when you're in the entrepreneurial, you know, seats that we're in. And, and um, you know, we've learned that lesson, right? We've learned the lesson of providing a lot of information and assuming that people will figure out how to interpret or apply that. And obviously in everything that we do with sensor data, you know, we're, we're, we're continuing to move more towards application of data, visualization of data, analysis, evaluation tools that you use where the data supports all of that. Uh, and that's what we're really excited about here. And, and you know, being able to really kind of unlock this because this isn't, you know, Jimmy started from the beginning here going, you know, we're, we're talking about a decade of, of work in this area, a decade of work, you know, first in research. And in, no, and I don't I, I say that in, in the sense that like that's what it takes to get this kind of stuff to a place where you're in the beginning of then being able to bring that broadly to people. And, and so his research, his work at the professional level of the game, the learning on how to apply it, what it means, how to help athletes with it, converges then with the ability for mobile technology, you know, the capabilities and the tools that we bring to the table to come together and say, you know, if he was ready six years ago, the, the technology's not there. The video capabilities aren't there. The tools aren't there from a mobile perspective to do it. So it feels like this this perfect convergence. And, you know, we, we've spent several years working on all this stuff and recognizing, like, it's not there yet, right? And so it really was this perfect storm of, you know, we had this missing piece, which was, you know, the, the, the knowledge engine that Reboot and Jimmy bring at the back end of this equation so that we, you know, can have this confidence in, you know, how we're providing feedback and making recommendations. And we certainly have that. So yeah. go ahead, Jimmy. Oh yeah, no, no, and just just to interject real quick. I mean, what CJ said, two things I wanted to just highlight. Uh, one, that I, I failed to mention that earlier, but that was actually another catalyst for me, you know, deciding that, uh, you know, last year was the right time for me to leave the Dodgers was seeing the technology, the motion capture technology sort of exploding. Like I saw that it was gonna be available on the iPhone, a lot of companies popping up. I was like, oh man, all of this data will be out there and people are not gonna know what to do with it. And then, um, you know, talking about like going from um, comprehensive, complex data to something simple. I mean, I think, and CJ mentioned the, the 10 years, of, that makes me feel old, I guess. Uh, thinking about how long it took. It, it's funny, the journey that you take is like, you start out, you know nothing, and then you start to learn more. And now all of a sudden there's a lot of metrics, a lot of numbers floating around, and the instinct is to present them all in a spreadsheet or whatever, um, but then as you go further in that journey, now you, you now you start to hone in on the few things that really matter. And I think that is like what this journey has been is like going from zero knowledge to like understanding a lot, but not knowing how to apply it, and now honing back in on the smaller piece that we feel we can actually apply and use it to make people better. Yeah, it's absolutely incredible. I and mean, I was I was going to say earlier. I mean, I think that. You know, for people that are, are out, you know, watching and, and listening to our 76 Capital Leadership Series. And, you know, maybe it'd be, it'd be great to explain, you know, just by, 
using biomechanics and, and, and changing a, a small piece as a pitcher of something that you do, what kind of a difference does that make? And, you know, like if you just, I mean, like if you take your fastball from 90 to 93 or 93 to 96 or whatever, or just, what does that really mean uh, to the, you know, for you as, as a player? And what, what, what does that, you know, share with that, share that with us, please. Sure. Do you want to go for it, TJ? You want me to go for it? No, go ahead. So, I mean, I think a, a prime example is like, is Tony Gonsolin, who we talked about earlier. You know, he went from somebody that was not really on a lot of prospect lists to now he's pitching in the major, major leagues and, and making an impact. Or um, another cool example, um, he told me I can share this, so I think it's okay. It's a, it's a good story. Um, the first person uh, I ever really worked with outside of the Dodgers was Cole Seamus. He's actually the son of a Dodger pitching coach. And after I left with the, left the Dodgers, now I was able to work with Cole, who was still, uh, who was in college. Um, his dad is Bill Seamus, who I, who I know from the Dodgers. And Cole was throwing 90, 91 miles an hour. And then, you know, I met with him and his dad at a baseball field. We did an analysis of his pitching motion. And actually, it, it was the lead arm thing, primarily. I mean, there were a few things. But it was actually, you know, he was just like, he wasn't, you know, getting his his front half high enough. And he's, he did that. And then uh, this was like one of the coolest moments that I've had is he sent me a message like a month later saying, dude, I just threw 95 miles an hour. Thanks to you. <laughs> and it wasn't all thanks to me. I mean, I know he was working hard with his dad and there's all this stuff he was doing, but it was cool. It was a really, it was a really cool moment. Um, and, you know, all of a sudden he went from, you know, just another college pitcher. And now he's sort of getting on the map of, people that could be drafted. Um, and I think, I don't know, maybe CJ can better speak to how this can make an impact at the lower levels of the game, you know, of kids. Um, but, you know, at the higher levels, it really is, it, it's the difference between, you know, like making no money and making a lot of money, not being drafted, getting drafted. I mean, it's really important. So what's, before we jump into that, CJ, but just Jimmy, so what are the, what are the so to be a major league pitcher mm -hmm. generally, what does your velocity really need to be? What, what are the, how, how hard do you have to throw? Oh man, it's, it keeps going, it keeps going up. I mean, you know, people always talk about like, you know, 10 years ago or whatever, maybe, maybe it's longer than that. The average major league starter threw like 88, 89 miles an hour. And now the average major league starter is throwing 93 miles an hour. You can't get a spot in a bullpen unless you're throwing 95 miles an hour, you know, and, and it just keeps on creeping and creeping up. And, so, yeah, I mean, it really is one of the, the biggest and primary differentiators and it keeps getting the bar keeps getting raised. Right. So in your research, what, what are you seeing? Is it is it that the players themselves are bigger, they're stronger or is it is it a combination of that plus now using biomechanics plus having the you know really good motion or like what 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 is the thing that. That, that's that's allowing. I mean, ninety five, and you can't even get a spot in a bullpen. I mean, I, I, I we, we all see it. We all see it. Yeah, um, I mean, I think it's the convergence of a lot of things. I don't necessarily think it's people's pitching motions getting better. <laughs> so I'm hoping to, you know, like help help make that also make that a part of it. Um, I think. Yeah, probably one of the biggest thing, or I think there's maybe two big drivers, you know, and, I, you know, I, I can't say this for certainty. There's, there's a lot of different factors, but I feel like 
people are getting bigger and stronger. Strength and conditioning is getting more advanced. The medical staffs are getting more advanced. Um, but then I think there's also becoming more and more of a focus on velocity than there ever was before. So I think it's both things combined. It's like people are hyper-focusing on the velocity and also the training, the, you know, the strength and conditioning and the training has continued to get better. And, and I think that, that there is like an upper echelon of, of like really good coaches who are getting better and better at, you know, coaching people into really good deliveries that help them throw harder. Yeah. I mean, CJ, I mean, I'm sure, you know, from the, whether it's the, the perfect games or others of the world, I mean, you, know, you, you have an eye popping, you know, velocity on your, on your fastball that gets you seen or, and you know, that you stand out immediately. Right. Yeah, it does. Right. And, and, you know, as you're closing in on like the, you know, the collegiate side of things, the draft, um, you know, it's, it's front and center and, you know, every kind of mile per hour, if you will, counts there. Um, I think as you go, you know, I, I'm probably as, as fascinated the further downstream you go with this into the youth market. Right. And, and at that point, I mean, listen, everyone will, key in on wanting to throw harder, right? Like everybody, since, you know, you can measure all this stuff, you know, we talk about like, you know, balls that had screens on them that could tell you how far, how hard you throw. And, and, you know, we actually really work hard. We're, we're in that business, right? So we're in, we have our pitch tracker, baseball, pitch tracker, softball, and we work really hard to not point this at velocity, right? Because, you know, there's some danger in that. And we want to be really mindful from like an injury perspective. And, you know, it's why you see us do games and leaderboards and challenges and hitting. Um, and we don't do nearly as much of that in pitching because we really don't want to be an instigator of like, let's just rear back and throw as hard as we possibly can to see where we are on a leaderboard. Um, what I'm really intrigued about with this, and and it's something that's a, a similar thesis that we have with like bat sensors, you know, in, in the youth part of the market is, um, you know, getting to consistency and getting to the the basic movements is really hard, right? I'm, I'm watching this, I mentioned coaching seven-year-olds, right? I'm, I'm sitting there watching how hard it is, you know, to, as, as, as they hit to just try to figure out how the basic body parts move, right? Like I, I you know, the idea of like things moving from the ground up, like, you know, it, it's hard and they do it differently almost every single time. And so one of the things that I think is potentially most impactful here is, um, and it ultimately, is it going to lead to you probably being able to throw harder? Sure, right? Like that's an output of like moving better. But if we can help you get to the the best and right movement for you and then help you consistently repeat that, um, we've, I think, done a lot to help you on your journey uh, as you try to be a better baseball or softball player at 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 years old let alone when you're in that 15 to 18 year old range where you are, you know, if you're throwing 82 to 85 miles an hour, you're trying to figure out how you get to, you know, 88 to 90 as you, as you move into where, you know, where you might play in college or are you a draft prospect? But I, I'm, I'm most excited about this even further downstream where we're, we're teaching kids the basics of movement, um, which I think is really hard. And it's hard as a, you know, and I'll put myself in the rec dad coach bucket, right? Like it's hard. And I, I mean, I live in, the, I do this stuff for a living now at this point, and I'm sitting there saying, wow, this is really hard, right? So I think we're trying to find some ways that this can be used just to help get the train on the track sometimes, and then refine, refine, refine as we go. Yeah. And just, to, and I just want to add here, you know, we've been 
harping or I was harping on velocity for a while, but but really the our you know KPI KPI our key performance indicator that we're going after is movement efficiency. It's not actually velocity, but better velocity is a byproduct of moving more efficiently. But also a byproduct of moving more efficiently is just having more of the energy and momentum go to the right thing and not to the wrong thing. So yeah, I mean, it's important to note that we are trying to improve efficiency and velocity improvements are a byproduct of that as opposed to, you know, like velocity is the KPI. It's really efficiency is what we're trying to trying to improve. And that's how you'll see us present it. Like as we go down the road from a pitching perspective, it will be around the efficiency of how you move and getting you in better positions. It won't be, you know, you threw this hard this time because of that, right? Like you'll see some things that will change in your performance naturally if we help you understand how to move better. One of the things that Jimmy shared, like, and this like really stuck with me, right? Cause it's not the same with, with the other things that we measure when it comes to the bat and the ball. Um, you know, we have challenges sometimes, you know, everybody kind of wants to benchmark, right? So I, I, for example, if you have a particular, let's say a bat speed or a hand speed, which we can measure with a, a swing tracker, um, comparing a major leaguer and a nine-year-old, uh, those numbers are never going to match up, right? If we wanted to put them on a scale and say you're good or you're not, like you're, as the nine-year-old, always going to feel very, very inadequate, right? Because it's not a fair scale, you know, the, the, your, who you are as an athlete, what age you are, your body, your build, all those things influence that. What's really interesting here is that much of what this measures and much of what this tries to kind of inform you on in terms of efficiency of how you move. And, you know, this resonated when Jimmy shared this. And he was like, you know, listen, the lead arm and it's, you know, it's positioning is the same for, you know, Clinton Kershaw's got to solve this the same way that a nine-year-old does. And like, you know, on plane is on plane, whether you're nine or you're a big leader, right? And that's really interesting, right? Because we can actually start to put everybody kind of in the same place on this. Um, some people can move differently and better than other people can, right? So, so from just an actual body movement perspective. But the point there would be like, this has got this kind of universal application that isn't relative to the stage or the playing level or the age, right? When it comes to something that's being measured. And that's very different for us than what we do in the other worlds that we measure, where we have age groups and we have benchmarks and we have, you know, you, you wouldn't put an eight year old and a 16 year old in the same bucket and try to compare the two things necessarily because. The, you you kind of can't compare the data sets that way. Yeah, and is there something to be said about, you know, the, you know, we were talking about velocity earlier, but we also a lot of times, CJ, you know, we talk about spin rate. We talk about, you know, the the movement of the ball, you know, and, and I mean, that's, you know, certainly if, if every guy is now throwing 95 and it's straight, well, the hitters can, they can hit that, right? But if it's 95 and it's moving and it's dropping and it's flying all over the place, which is just amazing to see what these major leaguers can do now. Um, is that something, you know, is it, how does that all play into the biomechanics piece of, 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 um, of being a pitcher? It's all the same physics problem. <laughs> I mean, that's the cool part about it is when you, when you approach it from foundational physics is like, that's just the last the, the last step in the problem is like, okay, we got we got all the stuff, all the energy momentum from the ground to the legs, to the body, to the arm, to the hand. And now it's in the ball. And it's just the last the last piece of the physics problem. So that's the really cool part is about approaching it 
from a you know a foundational physics perspective is it it's really like the analysis does it it doesn't really it's not unique it's just all the same analysis and that you know and again this is why working with diamond kinetics was so attractive is because they measure all that stuff really well and also beyond that in talking to all of their lead engineers you know like buddy and mike wrestler and min min like this is their philosophy very well aligns with my philosophy is like we need to have a foundation in physics we need to have a foundation in like real things before we present them to the user so i think that's you know that's how the the, the physics and the spin rate how that all fits together yeah, super exciting. Well, as we wrap up here on our 76 Capital Leadership Series, and I have two baseball guys, I got to ask you, you know, what are your thoughts on this 60-game season and the playing without fans? And, you know, what, what, are, what are your thoughts about, you know, how this is going so far? And, you know, who are your favorites maybe? <laughs> well, I'll uh, I'll go first here. Uh, you know, so, I, you know, I, I'm happy to be watching baseball, right? And, and you know, as and I'll be honest, as intrigued – and happy as I was that uh, ESPN started televising the the KBO, and I watched. You know, I'm an early bird, so I watched a lot of KBO baseball. And my seven year old come down. We found ourselves watching Korean baseball a lot. I'm really glad to have Major League Baseball back. I like watching baseball. I'm a baseball fan. Um, it's different, right? And and I think it's I think what Major League Baseball is doing to try to uh, to try to make it as as not different as possible is is really good but it's different you know and and um, i'm continue to be hopeful and optimistic that they can navigate their way all the way through this and we can go through a postseason and you know nothing's normal this year so from my perspective you know some baseball is better than no baseball and a baseball season is a baseball season and you know i think september will be kind of crazy if they can if they can play all the games and you know, it, you know extra playoff teams is going to be wild so cardinals play 10 double headers in a row <laughs> yeah yeah that's going to be it and, and you know if you're a cardinals fan you get to watch a lot of baseball if they play all those games uh, we've got one of those on on, on my team um I don't. I don't even get in the favorites game anymore. We work with too many of them. We got partners <laughs> where you know we got we got some as investors in our company. So I'm I'm a fan of Major League Baseball at this point, uh, and you know I'll I'll leave that one at that. What do you think, Jimmy? What are your thoughts around what's been going on? Yeah, again, it, just happy to have Major League Baseball back for a lot of reasons. I mean, we um, we have. A, products outside of the the diamond kinetic sphere which is about we, we call those um biomechanics as a service so if you have motion capture data and you're not sure what to do with it just sign up with reboot motion and we'll help you figure out what to do with it so we have a couple of major league baseball clients um which made me really happy to see baseball come back um yeah and as far as favorites go now that i have a few different clients again i don't really want to pick favorites, but I will say, I mean, I still have a lot of friends in the Dodgers and it's still, still cool seeing the people that I worked with, like Tony Gonsolin, like actually making an impact. Uh, I wish I was there with Mookie. <laughs> uh, Cause I actually, I actually grew up a Red Sox fan, which made the world series when the Red Sox played the Dodgers, very interesting for me and my family, which is that what that picture is from. Um, uh, but yeah, so, you know, I'm, I'm always happy for my old Dodger friends, but, you know, I'm happy, just happy to have baseball back. Well, it's really great to have baseball back. And it was really great to have both of you on our 76 Capital Leadership Series. Incredible to hear all the things that you're doing at Reboot Motion, Jimmy and CJ, you know, keep up all the great work at Diamond Kinetics. And 
Uh, it's exciting to see that the fact that the two of you are working together. Uh, we certainly learned a lot about biomechanics on this on this show, um, as as well as just the fact that as, as you both said, I mean, and, and it's something that was so important to us at 76 Capital is all about working with the right kinds of people that truly want to change this world and make this world a better place. And you guys are two of the the best in in the business. And I uh, really appreciate having you both on the show and, and wish you both you know, the, the best of luck in everything that, that happens, whether it's at Reboot or at Diamond Kinetics or way, ways we're all working together. Uh, it's an exciting time and uh, just appreciate you guys joining the show. So thanks so much for joining our Seventies Capital Leadership Series to both of you. Thanks, Wayne. Really enjoyed it. It's as great as always. Uh, I could probably do it for three or four more hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah I could talk about this. <laughs> it's yeah, great. Thanks so much. Yeah, thank yeah, you so thank much, you. Wayne. Thank you. It was a privilege, and, and I wish you and your team and everybody all the best too. This is this was a lot of fun. Thank you. Well, I appreciate it. And again, um, for for Wayne Kimmel, this has been you know had two great guests and Jimmy Buffy and CJ Hadron, um, Jimmy from Reboot and and CJ from Diamond Kinetics. Um, our producer for the show was James Santor. James did a great job, and you can catch all of our Seventy Six Capital Leadership series on you know Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Instagram, as well as. Um, you know, just subscribe to our stuff on YouTube and be able to see all of our shows. So thanks so much for watching and everybody have a great day. In Philadelphia, reputation is key. No one knows that better than RushOrderTees.com. RushOrderTees has proudly printed high quality custom apparel in Philly since they started in 2002. They take printing as seriously as their love for Philly sports, cheesesteaks, and that statue outside the art museum. No matter the order size or deadline, Rush Order Tees has you covered. Start your design today online or give them a call at 1-800-620-1233. RushOrderTees.com, Philadelphia's home for custom apparel.